It's called Let's Keep the Flames of Hope Alive. Never let the fires die. Let's keep the flames of hope alive. And never let the fires die. Take the lie of the lie. Hi, this is Steve Fulton. This is Jeff Fulton. And this is the Never Let the Fires Die, the Alarm podcast. And today, Steve, what is our subject? Our subject today is the song Alarm Alarm. Do you remember, Jeff, the first time you heard the song Alarm Alarm? Um, it had to have been on the tour flexi disc. And I think what? it would be when we got this sometime, like some seven inch, some, some 12 inch single that we purchased at, um, at the warehouse or Music Plus or nope, something. Nope. In 1986 or something. Nope. 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 So the song, the, uh, Alarm Alarm, the bit of it that Alarm fans knew of during the original first career of the Alarm, first 10 years, was only on the Absolute Tour Flexi Disc. And that was not something that we yeah. ever had were privy to oh. or could get until many years later. Right, right. You traded and for it. Or I traded for it, but that's not where we heard it. So the first time we heard it was, there used to be a great record store here in the South Bay called Go Boy Records. Oh, that was a great store. And they, they had, um, you could, we could go down there, um, especially during the alarm, during Eye of the Hurricane and Change and, um, those, those records and pick up the, the singles and, uh, and, uh, CD singles that started coming out. And, um, I remember there was a guy who worked there and he saw me buy an alarm record. He, he had lived in San Diego or something and he really liked the alarm. And the next time I came in, he gave me a cassette and on that cassette was, it was the first alarm bootleg I'd ever heard before, and I still have it in my in the box in the garage. Um, but on there was was a live show. I think was from a um, some sort of radio show disc because because the first commercial that comes in is for like is like a Levi's commercial, and then it goes into um, it goes into um, the alarm playing second generation. There's something. Let me explain something different about the entire rest of the country and the UK and Europe and us with with getting. Um, uh, bootlegs in in the New York City area. There was a guy. There was a, a guy, Tim guy named Tim. Not gonna say his last name. Who was the super bootleg guy? In the UK, bootlegs were traded. You could only get them through the mail and things like that. Out here in California, we had none. nothing. We had nothing. None. Zero. So, so this bootleg I got from the guy. One side had uh, a, a live show and it had sec- but Lauren played Second Generation. P- part of Second ger- Generation. So I'm like, wow, that's a song I never heard before. But the second side of that um, tape had um, Unsafe Building, Up for Murder, and then the entire Tour Flexi was on it. Right. And I was blown away. I'd never, I'd, I mean, I was blown away just to have a tape that had a bunch of alarm songs I never heard, heard before. But I was especially interested in the fact that we that this was on it. Next up is a fragment of the song that we took our name from. The song's called Alarm Alarm. And it was Eddie's idea that we should name the band after a song I'd written when I was in school. It was probably the first sort of uh, positive thing I'd ever really done. There's not much of it on here, unfortunately, because uh, Eddie heard another song in the middle of us playing it.
Oh, how frustrating. That's really frustrating. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, so it's frustrating because, as Jeff mentions Eddie, Mike says that Eddie heard, heard a different version, a different song in there before they could, they could, uh, they could get going. It's alarm, alarm, up until the chorus, and then it disappears. Something else. And so it's an interesting sounding song. It doesn't sound like the alarm songs that we were used to at the time, um, or any of the time. It sounds a little different. I can't put my finger on exactly what it sounds like, but I know that Mike Peters used to tell, or still does, and all and when when he does his 30th anniversary shows, and when he does his his shows for uh, like Alarm Stock and uh, Alarm 2000 Day, he wants to tell alarm stories. He tells the story about naming the band, and it goes like this. Now this is a song, I suppose, is a has its a is a bit of a legend in alarm folklore. This is a the song which uh, the name of the band came from. This is a song which was originally entitled Alarm Alarm. And uh, we only changed the name to the Alarm because John Peel, we wrote to him about a gig, playing the gig called Alarm Alarm, and he said, uh, he read out this thing on the radio saying, oh, there's all these bands out there called Talk Talk and Duran Duran. And now there's another one called Alarm Alarm. Perhaps I should think about changing my name to John Peel, John Peel. So I said, right, we'll call the alarm now, that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, right after Mike tells that story, which is from Alarm Stock 2, I believe, he then plays a version of Alarm Alarm that doesn't sound like the one we just heard. Let's hear oh. some of it. I can't keep cool My body starts to tremble Against my will Alarm, alarm, I have no reason to be here Alarm, alarm, why do I have to come here? Alarm, alarm, this is no place for me Alarm, alarm, I wish I'd never been To my best mates, what happened to me? I thought that I could take it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that That's is a like, different song. Yeah, so, so that apparently is the toilet's version of Alarm Alarm. But you know what? It still sounds like a, it sounds like a, like a to me, a Cox Bar song. It, it sounds like a classic punk rock song. But let me ask you a question. How is that song related to the song we, we heard from the Tour Flexi? I don't know. I, it sounds like they're not related at all. So Mike says that they pulled the name The Alarm from a toilet song, but there happens to be another version of the song that is definitely not that version that we just heard. But before we get there, I heard another song in that that song. So some of the people in the USA might recognize this reference, but maybe in the UK and around it's the world like you the won't. The show is in the UK. If, there, if, if, if you ever saw the show Chips, which is the California Highway Patrol show with John and Ponch and Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox, and it ran from like 1978 to 1983 or 84. In about 1981 or 82, there was an episode, a classic 
episode of Chips called it was the punk rock episode. Snow Pink and 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 Paunch sings Celebration, Celebration at the end. by Cool and the Gang. But there's also and by the way, Snow Snow Pink just sings new wave covers of Beatles songs. By the right, by the way, right, right. who is Susan from It Is Enough? But who cares? Anyway, there is a band called Pain, and they have a song called Pain, which sounds eerily similar to Alarm Alarm. Let's play a little bit of it right now. Okay, so it's not exactly Alarm Alarm, but you can hear it in there, right? I like that song. It's a classic, <laughs> it's a great song. It's a classic <laughs> punk sound, right? Like, that's, like, I feel like every band, every punk band that starts up writes that song in their bedroom I at some point. I think I have an idea right now for what it's going to be the little song that we insert in, as, a, as an Easter egg into the end of this <laughs> podcast. Do you have, you have an idea? So, so what I, what's interesting about that is, so it's a classic punk rock song and it sounds closer to what the alarm were doing in if the you know after after unsafe building and in that really early you know sound of like marching on from 1981 to 1983 and you wonder why you wonder why they didn't pull that version out and play it and how come it was never never played while the alarm was a band a going concern why come, except for that one time on the tour flexi when they were by the tour flexi was a, was a recording done when the alarm were warming up for for recording the Strength album. And they went to the studio to play a bunch, bunch of songs. So that's what that was for. So it's about 1985 when that was recorded. And it definitely is not the punk version that we heard before. Uh, so I, I just, it, it makes me wonder, what, what, is, what is the real version of Alarm Alarm? Yeah, we're going to have to find out. Well, you know what? There's another recorded version that came out in 2013, I believe, on the soundtrack to the vinyl film. It's Alarm Alarm. And... Let's play it. So when I heard the vinyl soundtrack, that is 
absolutely my favorite song. On mine it. too. Mine too. It, it sounds like, well, I feel it sounds like the Stranglers. Um, Stranglers well, mixed with I mean, the Toy Dolls. Sorry, it sounds like the Toilets... Mike Peters Alarm post-2001 and the Toy the Dolls. Toy Dolls a little bit. It's like bit, a little yeah. Nelly the Elephant in there. Yeah, exactly. It's got a little, you know, a little bit of the st a lot of the Stranglers, I think, with the, with the key keyboards in there. Oh, I love that's, that keyboard. That's part. a great song. But if you, if you listen to it, that version of, of, of Alarm Alarm, and then think about the other ones that we heard before, they're like three different songs. Yeah, those three different songs. <laughs> so, so here's a question. What... We're 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 at let the river run its course territory. Yeah, I mean, what is what? No, I'm even more confused now. Is this is this really another version of strength to strength? Just kidding. I, um, I so so, but this it's it's interesting because this is like this should be the quintessential alarm song if you think think about it, right? Like it should be the song that was meant to. This is where the name came from. This is this is the inspiration for the entire bit. Is it? I don't know if it is or not, but I'm saying that it seems like it should be, and it's sort of morphed over the years. Mike tur Mike has kind of turned it into whatever it needed to be. Almost. Yes, exactly. So those are all the versions of Alarm Alarm that people have heard. However, we were able to dig up a version that the Toilets actually played back, I think it's 1977 or 1978. The quality is, is not good. We'll try to boost the audio and, and play it as much as we can. But you can hear now what the original version of Alarm Alarm sounded like when the toilets played it. I think we have part of our answer here. I mean, that sounds a lot like the one on the vinyl soundtrack. It sounds a lot like it without Mike Peter singing. So who's singing this? I think singing? that's Glenn Cross. They're singing. You know, what? we're going to have to ask Mike. Yeah, lots we'll um, of Mike. That. There, you. Hopefully, there'll be some bits and pieces of Mike Peters answering some of our questions inside this uh, podcast. Um, maybe, may maybe not. Mike has been extremely busy lately, so I don't know if he's going to be able to do right it. Right now, it's it's uh, it's Friday the 26th. He just played a festival today in the UK. Right. Bravely played a fe festival, if you, if you ask me, but after what's been going on over there. But, oh, but right. anyway, exactly. so that, that sounds to me, if we, if we go on just the information we have now, the quintessential version of Alarm Alarm is the one on on the vinyl soundtrack because that's the one that feels like it was the it was the the most fully realized version. Right, and it sounded like Mike actually trying to his change his voice slightly to sound like who was singing the song too. Yeah, and again, Nella the elephant comes up to me in that. It sounds song. like that. You know what's funny? I, I noticed this when I, when I look at the list of songs. This is from a Toilets live CD that I got somewhere. I don't even know where it came from. I don't know if it's widely available or I only have a copy. I can't remember and I don't know. But there's also a song called James Bond. 
on there, and I and it remi- and I I don't think I listened to it or couldn't hear it, but I remember the Toy Doll song called James Bond, which is you know James Bond lives on my street. Anyway, oh, great yeah. song. So I think like the, is there a crossover somehow mentally and spiritually between the Toy Dolls and the toilets? Could be. They're also I, a toy. They both they <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do the toilets, the toy dolls. Oh my God, that's too close. Uh, I think I think we're going down the wrong path. I think we're going down the wrong path. Okay, but you know what? Since we're on the name, the alarm. There was another song that the that that Mike Peters recorded in two thousand eight, and then I believe it was two thousand eight for the Counterattack Collective. Yes. And and then uh, released on Guerrilla Tactics. Before we talk about it, let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of it, Jeff. This is the sound of the future calling, breaking news on the hour every day. Sound of tomorrow now The revolution will be broadcast Wherever you are Wherever you stand This is the sound of The sound of the alarm calling The sound of the falling warning The sound of the alarm calling Calling to the outside Okay, what do you think of that one? Um, uh, it's, uh, go ahead. That one's really good, but it's it's not the same song at all. It sounds a little like The Clash. I think it's Mike trolling the people who said the alarms sound like The Clash by making a song that, that like sort of sounds like The Clash. But, I mean, that's the that's the only other song that references the actual name of the band, which is which interesting. Alarm, yeah. You know, maybe bands don't it's normally... The Alarm Calling. Yeah, The Alarm Calling, which is... It's interesting, it came, it came so late... You know, and, and Mike was really playing at that time, really digging back to get to the heart of what the band sounded like, or I don't even know if it, what what with the, what the alarm sounded like, like what he what 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 he like what he missed. I guess I don't know. So, you know, yeah, like all of Gorilla Tac- Tactics, Direct Action, and the uh, the five or six like maxi singles I'm gonna call them, that came before before it to create those two records. Those were basically. It was the Bond 2, but it was also sort of going way back, way, way back. Yeah. To I mean, like, I'm going to be punk rock. I mean, I'm going I mean, to be. It sort of sounds a little bit like the spirit that's in that version of Alarm Alarm, right? right? Exactly. I mean, it sounds like, you know, like, uh, uh, it sounds like that live thing we heard. It sounds like the acoustic version. It sounds a little bit like the pain song. Like there's a little bit yeah. in there about like like it, it going back to the to the basics. You know, I think there's a little bit of Mike going back to what inspired him to begin with. Right. And then two really good records, by the way, came out of those. Right. I mean, Gorilla Tactics and Direct Action. Direct Action. Two fantastic records, just full of like you know, punk rock songs, three sevens. Class. I mean, this thing is just chock full of these incredible plastic carrier bags. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite songs. Would come out, and, um, but I think I think I think Alarm Calling to me is Mike finally making a song that he thought deserved the name of the band. I think that's what that song yeah, is. But it still begs the question. The first version of Alarm Alarm we played sounds like none of that, right? He says they're playing the song. He says it's the first song they ever recorded. Where is it? Where is it? Well, Mike actually sent us the first recorded 
actual version of Alarm Alarm, recorded between when the band was sort of changing their name from 17 to The Alarm. I think you'll hear something very interesting in this sound. We're going to play as much of it as we can, because it's, it's very interesting. Unreleased demo. Unreleased demo that probably almost no one that's listening to this now has ever heard before. Get ready for the version of Alarm Alarm you've never heard. There it what, is. It, what one band does that song remind you of? Um, Stray Cats. Stray Cats. It sounds like Runaway Boys say, by the Stray Cats. Stray Cats, a combination of Stray Cats and um, and a little clashy, a little clashy in there. Uh you know, it, it even honestly a little bit Adam and the Ants. A little Adam, a little Adam and the Ants. A little bit of Bow Wow Wow in that song. You need another drummer. But yeah. yes, I get what you're so, saying. So, I mean, that, to I mean, me, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, that is an alarm song. This is recorded in 1981. This is before the alarm played their first gig, but after 17 broke up. Hopefully Mike can tell us a little bit about when exactly this was recorded. And, and who, was, who recorded it? So what do you think about finally hearing what I believe is the quintessential version of Alarm Alarm. It's not the punk rock song that Mike pretty much admitted, you know, that that's the version that inspired the band. This is the Alarm of 1981 in reinterpreting that song to start their career. To me, this is the jumping off point. Yeah. Inspired by the Stray Cats. Inspired by the Stray Cats because they just finished the tour. Probably um, uh, had nothing to do with Dexy's Midnight Runners because they had... Just been kicked off. Yeah, nothing to do with that. But but I mean, to me, it sounds it could fit right in with the other songs on the EP and all the early B side tracks that we heard. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like a four track or eight track recorded demo for sure. But as demos go, of some of the songs we played here, like like Georgie, the first sort of weird demo we played, it's vastly better. I mean, it's a really good recording of a song. Yeah, it's it's a clear, bright um, um, four track recording. I mean, it sounds good. I would hope that someday we can hear a full alarm band record that song the way it's meant to be recorded, just like the the one they did on uh, on the vinyl film. Well, I would soundtrack. like to hear... Because it's a, think about it, it's a different, it's a completely di- different song. It's actually two di- different songs. songs. Right, exactly. It's I like, want to hear this version at some point. totally reinterpreted for the sound they had at you the time. You know where it worked really good? Jack Tars. The Jack Tars might do this an would be awesome a version. perfect song for the Jack Tars because it's, basically, you got the right drummer for it, 
You've got yeah. the right. Tom well, Clancy. yeah, you've got the right. You've, you've got the guys. I mean, what do you, what do you <laughs> think? Like, Captain Sensible and and Slim Jim Phantom playing that song would be perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Absolutely per- perfect. So I agree with you about that. I'm happy. I mean, I mean, I think that when you get right down to it, uh, the song Alarm Alarm is really a a mythical song in the pantheon of the alarm songs. And it's the first one, to be honest. It really is the first one. I mean, from the very beginnings of the toilets, all the way up. Until you know the vinyl, which which to me vinyl is really the the spiritual sort of uh, on film version of Mike Peters' life, even though it's not. You know, it's it's a different movie about other guys. But I mean, the whole idea of that that movie is the is sort of you know Mike's experiences. Um, so having a song there, you know, recorded like you know that kind of sounds like you said like the Stranglers and and the Toy Dolls. Exactly. It's great. But I, I really feel like something has been missing for Alarm fans, and that's that version we just played. Right. right. It sounds it goes back, it harkens all the way back, and the um, that version, that demo version, next to the version on the um, the soundtrack, two different songs I mean, with the sa- same name. Yeah, two different songs with the same, same name. But they're both fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they're both good songs. So, man, it, it's, it, I think it's, it's so much fun to unearth these old tracks and we got a lot we have more we hopefully we'll get we'll get more permission to play some other tracks that i think people will be really interested in but you know i I think it's great to you know almost a year to the day that we did the georgie song we're going to put out another song for people to hear georgie was the final song and this is the first song very interesting Uh uh-huh very very interesting so we did get Mike Peters to graciously answer some of our questions about this song, and here is that interview right now. First question, Mike. When was the 1981 demo of Alarm Alarm recorded? The 1981 demo of Alarm Alarm was uh, recorded at uh, Hastings, uh, actually in battle, um, just outside Hastings, and it was part of um, uh, an agreement we'd made with a producer whose name escapes me now but it was to record some tracks for the view to get in a, a record deal uh, which never quite came off um, and it was right on the eve of uh, the Stray Cats tour so I know, I know it's uh, referred to as the 1981 demo but it was actually done in 1980 uh, and it was the time when we landed the Stray Cats tour and we thought we could get a deal and it was the demo that was being played to record labels before we played at the Marquee Club, the infamous night uh, when John Lennon was assassinated in New York. And it was really life-changing day for myself. Um, Peter Buckle, who was managing the band, had gone on holiday for two weeks before we played the Marquee and hadn't had a chance to drum up any interest. And there was no labels at the gig. And, and we felt that was uh, that was a letdown from our point of view. We never turned up for a publisher's meeting the next day. And he accused me of being a, you know, loser. And, uh, and I vowed to prove him wrong, which is, you see that in the man in the camo jacket. And, uh, but the, the demo was 17. It was myself playing acoustic guitar and bass and, uh, Dave Sharp and Eddie on the guitars, like a twin guitar attack and, and twist was on the drum kit and um myself on lead vocals and and we were really good back in vocal band at that point in 17 um we spent a lot of time learning how to sing really good back in vocals with a guy called pete carr who was from north wales who had been in a band called the resistance and he 
uh, pulled myself, Eddie and Nigel out of live gigs for a couple of months and just had us working on backing vocals and songwriting arrangements. So I think you can hear that we're really um, well-drilled band at that time. So uh, we, had a, we had a lot to put out there. Okay, so why does that 1981 demo, or now, as you say, the 1980 demo, why do you think that sounds so much different from the Toilets version of the same song? The demo that we recorded at Battle in Hastings was um, a really a completely different song from the very original Toilets song, Alarm Alarm. Um, I think it shared a similar theme, but it was a very much a different song. Um, and I, I can't really put my finger on why we called it Alarm Alarm, because it was so different. But um, it did become known as the... Uh, the first song that we wrote that gave its name to the band but the the version that was on the uh the flexi disc with absolute and and this version from hastings was a, re- a rewrite complete rewrite and you can hear in that sort of shuffly skiffly style of playing that it was probably influenced by the stray cats um a bit of glam rock meets rockabilly but uh, it's not really got a lot in common with the very original Toilets version other than the title. Ah, so we, we did hit onto it. It does sound like they're two completely different songs. So then why do you think the Alarm never released that version of the song in any real form? I think we never released Alarm Alarm because it didn't feel like it was part of what the Alarm was. It was definitely a song from the 17 era certainly the um 1980-81 version as it gets referred to but uh it was uh definitely something that we saw as being part of the past rather than the future um we thought that was a track that maybe might have kicked the doors down for 17 so i think uh, when it nothing came of those recordings um the, and the idea had been to try and create master recordings that sounded so good a record label wanted to put them out but it just didn't work out like that um, I think the thing was 17 it was a real breeding ground for what became the alarm but we were a good entertainment at 17 but we didn't have anything that people could take home with them we didn't leave a, a lasting impression other than entertaining people on the night people thought we were a great band or a good band but we were forgettable uh, that was the problem for 17. We, we we didn't really stick the knife in deep enough. So what do you consider the definitive version of Alarm Alarm? To me, the definitive version of Alarm Alarm is, is the version that uh, you hear on the vinyl soundtrack. Uh, that came about because Sarah Sugarman, who's the director of the film, had seen The Toilets play in 1977 at Eric's in Liverpool. And she asked me if I'd recreate those songs for the soundtrack album and um I had only one cassette tape recording of those songs and um I went back to that and took the tempos reacquainted myself with the songs and so recorded alarm alarm as it was written as it was intended with the original lyrics uh Phil Daniels who was the the lead actor in vinyl uh, came to play in the soundtrack and there were similarities in him that I could see with O'Malley who was the original singer of the toilets so he sang on the track with us and so i think uh that version of alarm alarm on vinyl is as close as you'll get to what 
the toilets would have sounded like in 1977. Yes, 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 I love that version. So how did you develop the arrangement for that version for the vinyl soundtrack? When we came to record the vinyl soundtrack, um, I had Smiley in his drums, and I asked James if he'd come up and play bass guitar. Um, we wanted to do it as a, a trio, like the original Toilets incarnation, which meant myself playing guitar. Um, so I, I, I reverted back to my role as guitarist. Uh, James came in to play the parts of uh, Glyn Crossley, or Steve Shock as he was known, and Smiley came in to play like... Uh, Nigel Twist or Des Nigel Buckle as he was in the toilets but his name in the toilets was Des Troy so we, we tried to um, play at the same breakneck speed the toilets played at we took the tempos from the live gig tape that I had from uh, Russell Owen who's a hairdresser in real he had a cassette recording of from the 1520 in real and we took the tempos from that uh, we took the arrangements of the songs kept them short, sharp, furious just like they were intended to be but Phil Daniels came in to um, do what he did with Blur and Park Life, be himself. But he, as I said earlier, he had a there was an element uh, about him a, a, um, that reminded me of O'Malley. A, a sort of he was very cocksure, very um, outgoing character, and uh, he really reminded me of O'Malley, someone who just uh, makes something for themselves out of nothing. Uh, and, that, and that was O'Malley, who was the lead singer of the Toilets. He was a real massive personality. He'd come from uh, Coleraine in Northern Ireland, and I befriended him on the first day he came to Real High School. He came late to our school, but we became really great friends. His father was um, the uh, Plaid Cymru representative for North Wales, and uh, so O'Malley came from this real Irish-Welsh background. His father was Welsh-speaking and as Welsh as you could be, and it, his mother was as Northern Irish as could be. And O'Malley was brought up in Coleraine and Rill. And he had a personality match. Everyone loved him. He was the life and soul of everything that happened wherever he went in the world. So with the vinyl recordings, we just tried to capture the spirit of what was the toilets, get it down as fast as we could. And uh, Alarm Alarm was just... Uh, I'd forgotten how good a song it was. You know, the, the, all those songs on on vinyl that, that originated from the toilets uh, you can really see that the the toilets would have been a one of the classic punk bands i think if we'd uh, found ourselves if we'd had someone to guide us properly uh, the band had it all it had a great lead singer we could who knows where it could have gone if uh, we'd uh, stayed together unfortunately when we went to london in 1977 to play the roxy in covent garden and we got to london and we were so green that nothing happened for us. We, were, we didn't even get to play a gig. Um, O'Malley got sucked into a whole drug culture that was the start of his downfall in a way. He never really came back from that, I'm afraid. And, um, and, uh, and we got torn apart. We got fed to the wolves and the wolves devoured us. So there you have it. The story of Alarm Alarm. A story of endings, beginnings, deconstructions, and rebirths. If you think about it, it's really the story of the alarm themselves. This has been Steve Fulton with Jeff Fulton for the Never Let the Fires Die podcast, the alarm podcast. Thanks to Mike Peters for such a great interview. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.